day on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. It's pretty tough to go a whole day uh, in another country on a radio show and not talk about uh, President Trump. It just, uh, we try, but it seems impossible lately. Uh, Now Republicans are asking the president to release the alleged tapes of conversations with former FBI director James Comey. Here's the funny thing I find interesting in all of this. Does anybody actually believe there are tapes? Because when I heard Trump say way back when, he better hope there aren't any tapes. He's a flim-flam man. So I just thought he was BSing. I thought he was trying to, uh, you know, pressure Comey into just saying whatever would be less incriminating to Trump. Like, if you say something wrong, I've got tapes. Well, bring them on. That'll clear all of this up. But then that doesn't happen. So uh, Trump introduces something here, the tapes, and then doesn't produce anything except confusion around it all which is what I believe is the end game here. Uh, Elliot Tepper is with us, uh, professor of political science, Carleton University, and with us now. Hello, Elliot. How are you today? I'm fine, Scott. A little warm, actually. It is warm. It is warm. But, you know, at least you don't have to shovel this, Elliot. I'll take it. All right. Although I'm sure there's lots of shoveling going around in the uh, political pundit circles uh, today. Um, So, first of all, let me ask you your thoughts on the testimony of Comey and Trump's response to that. The... (laughs) The audience for the uh, James Comey testimony was, of course, a worldwide audience, and specifically the people in the room, but he was also addressing the special prosecutor. He had to be very careful what he said, and he structured what he said, I think, uh, intended not only for the committee in front of him, which indeed led to some follow-up, and we'll probably talk about it. Jeff Sessions is now uh, Mm -hmm. going to appear before that committee, but also the special prosecutor uh, the former FBI boss and his boss, they had a conversation in advance. So it was a ca- very carefully crafted uh, formal presentation and then the uh, question and answer session, all very carefully done. One thing that I think has become very clear is that I guess you have to be very political in order to become head of any agency in Washington, D.C., but one thing is clear is that this is an FBI director who, one way or another, has been affecting the politics of America, certainly during the election in regard to Hillary Clinton. And now it comes out that he deliberately arranged, manipulated, and um, uh, took actions to see to it that a special prosecutor might be appointed again to uh, look into the sitting president. These are highly unusual, highly unusual actions by the head of the FBI. Uh, interesting, because a lot of the focus is usually on Trump. Uh, as you mentioned, he, uh, Comey leaked these documents uh, after being fired, from what I understand. Uh, of course, we know what happened prior to the election with the Hillary email uh, uh, issue. So, Comey, good guy, bad guy, where does this guy stand? Well, this is, uh, it's a wash, in a sense. If, if you liked what he's had to say, I mean, it's fascinating to me, Scott, because the Democrats were outraged when it was affecting Hillary. Now the Republicans are outraged when it's affecting mm-hmm. uh, President Trump and uh, the nominee Trump, the candidate Trump at the time. So both political parties have had reason to come down very harshly against the head of the FBI, but at different times they've also become supporters. So is Comey credible? 
is Comey credible? I think everybody says he's absolutely credible, keeping in mind the caveat that I just introduced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, there's already polling out on this. Do you believe the president? Do you believe the head of the FBI? And overwhelmingly, the head of the FBI in that quick poll, snap poll, uh, comes out as more trustworthy. It's not just whether he himself is trustworthy compared to the president. It's also where does the evidence lead, what was introduced, and now we have uh, follow-ups. So Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, is going to be testifying under oath, and the president of the United States has said, I'll testify under oath. And you opened up with a question about tapes. Uh, I thought one of the most interesting parts of the Comey testimony was, Lordy, I hope so, uh, Mm. that there are tapes. We'll have to see if those are actually going to be produced. The president has said uh, that he's going to have a comment on that very soon. So are there tapes, do you think? Um, Personally, uh, I think the view that you expressed at the outset is widely shared. I'd put it that way, that this is a person who does say things uh, and tweets. He's crying wolf. Perhaps. Um, We do have to remember that all this, as soon as you say the word tape, Scott, What it did was further reinforce, I'm speaking now, you know, the politics of all this, it further reinforced the Watergate analogy. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said tapes, suddenly you hear Nixon, yeah. uh, for those who are, uh, can remember all of that. And it was ultimately those tapes and the cover-up about the tapes that led to the, the resignation of the sitting president of America, Richard Nixon. So by saying the word tapes, he reinforced all of the all of the vocabulary of, is this Watergate? Uh, there's a former head of the, one of the intelligence bureaus, a fellow named Clapper, who said that what we are seeing before us, which involves, in his case, the Russian involvement in the elections, makes Watergate pale by comparison. Mm. And the, what seems odd in all of this, Elliot, is this is another self-inflicted situation. Uh, he was the one that brought up the tapes. He is now the one that can can clarify all of it, whether there is or is not tape on this, and if so, play them. I mean, he can. It's it's this is his game. It's his game. Yes, which he plays very well, by the way. Mm-hmm. The game, if the game is media manipulation, then he's something of a master of it. After all, he's now the president as a result of being very skilled in, in that regard. I view these tapes. Um, I'm sorry, these morning tweets every morning. Mm-hmm. I, I, informally, just to myself and some of my students, I'm calling that the daily chum. Mm. That is, the, the chum for the sharks. Yep. So you can't ignore them, and then everybody gathers around and talks about them. And while we're talking about whatever that daily tweet might be, um, if you're not talking about Russia or his taxes, it's a pretty good day for him. And, and this has been missed, I think, uh, far too much. It's not totally missed. While we're all looking at, if I can call it this, while we're all looking at the circus, the Republican agenda is moving forward very nicely. Hmm. Not in terms of the big ticket items they promised. You know, we're going to get rid of Obamacare and make it a whole lot better. That's not happening, but they're working on it. And the same on uh, tax reform. But underneath all that, the the measures that were taken after the last Great Recession to prevent another Great Recession have been very severely weakened, for example. Uh, The separation of church and state has been affected. Now, if you're a Republican, all of these are good things. Hmm. But uh, we should take note of the fact that the Republican agenda uh, is going forward in very significant ways to change America 
whatever happens with the circus. Uh, Trump, you know, uh, the art of the deal, that's all we hear about. It's really the art of the of distraction, really. Um, do you think the Republicans are using this to their advantage while everybody's watching what Trump's doing? They're just going about their business. Undoubtedly, they yeah, are. Yeah. Uh, it's a great relief for them right now, for example, not to have to talk about what are you going to do about Obamacare <laughs> because mm-hmm. they, don't, they haven't found a way. And there's a l- increasing evidence that this is primarily part of a one-two uh, tax hike, <laughs> benefits uh, cut for the poor and tax relief for the rich, so that the health bill itself was being called basically part of the tax reform to benefit the upper upper echelons of the American society. So a lot of this is going on ahead. The gutting of the EPA is going on ahead with or without what happened uh, with the withdrawal from uh, Paris. That withdrawal, Scott, was symbolically very significant, Mm -hmm. a watershed moment. But at a practical level, America had already, uh, because of the Trump administration's embodiment of the Republican agenda by appointing Scott Pruitt as head of the EPA and and gutting all these uh, many regulations, that was already proceeding anyway. So my point is that, of course, we have to pay attention to what's going on. It's inevitable. It's fascinating. I mean, it's really fascinating. But uh, keep your eye on other things. Um, so what are your thoughts on Comey leaking these documents? Uh, he did it to, uh, uh, obviously try to trigger a, uh, an investigation that has happened, but, but how do you view that? Well, uh, it's a highly political act by the head of the FBI. Right. Uh, this is not the normal role of the FBI director. It goes all the way back to J. Edgar Hoover when everybody was afraid of him, and then, as a reaction to that, the FBI was supposed to stay very far away from American politics, and that's not happening. On the other hand, as a result of it, we do have a special prosecutor. We should talk a bit about that. The special prosecutor uh, is bulking off his staff by experts, we hear, some of them dealing with uh, all the way back to Enron and Watergate itself. But one of his very first hires, and this is, I think, a very important uh, thing to pay attention to, was an expert in financial fraud. And we now have uh, two attorneys general, uh, D.C. And, and Maryland, bringing formal charges against the Trump administration for violating the Constitution about the president using the office, basically, to benefit himself. This potentially opens up what I've been, and everybody else has been, waiting for, in a sense, the conflict of interest potential built into not only Donald Trump, but many of his cabinet appointees, has been very clear from the start. And so far, there's been nothing come of it, uh, either politically nor legally. But now there's a chance that there will be a new, a new legal offensive, a new legal opening, a new, new subject, not only for the special prosecutor, but for others. Will this be as successful as, say, stopping the travel ban and, and the lawsuits that were filed there from other states? Where do you think this is going? Well, it's going to a Supreme Court, which now has a Republican majority of five to four. So <laughs> we'll have to see how those independent-minded uh, judges end up ruling. As you know, as of today, the, the, what, <laughs> what you and I got scolded on by a listener one time for calling it a travel ban, mm. now Donald Trump has said, yes, it's a travel ban. And another court has said it's, it is a travel ban. It's based on religion, therefore it's uh, still unconstitutional because it's still a ban on Muslims. Well, 
that's headed to the Supreme Court, which now will have a Republican majority. We'll have to see how that actually works out. All these other things that are headed toward courts, what role will the courts play, which courts, etc. cetera. Uh, we have 143 days of a new administration, and we already have a special prosecutor, the attorney general, who recused himself. We should maybe talk about why Sessions... I was just going to... Let's, let's bring this up. So sure. what will he bring to the testimony tomorrow? I think there's two things. Uh, what has not been, again, quite as clear, but coming out of the Comey testimony, among other things, there's now, I think, going to be two lines of inquiry regarding the sitting attorney general. The first is that Comey alluded to the fact that there are issues he wouldn't talk about in the public session about uh, the, the Attorney General, who right. was, remember, his boss. And uh, it, now we're hearing in the press, well, you know, uh, he said that he wasn't meeting with the Russians, and it turns out he had to, and this will come to it, but he's uh, not only had two meetings he didn't talk about, but now there's a third one, and who knows what else. So they, they're going to be probing into what Comey uh, very carefully kind of the breadcrumbs they're going to be looking at what was his role in terms of possible collusion of the Trump team before the election in colluding with the Russians. That's the primary focus of one of the primary focuses of the various investigations. The second thing is that the attorney general had to recuse himself mm-hmm. from anything to do with the Russians because <laughs> I think it was to save his job because General Flynn had just lost his job over this very same issue. So he said, no, no, don't worry about it. I won't deal with anything to do with the Russians. And then the president of the United States tells the Russians that the reason, uh, we, this was public, the reasons that um, the head of the FBI was fired was because of the Russian probe, which means that the attorney general should have had nothing to do with the firing, and he did. Hmm. So those are two. Also watch for Loretta Lynch being brought, the former uh, Dem- Democratic attorney general, being brought up by the Republicans on the committee to kind of, in a sense, say, look, on the one hand, on the other hand, it's all even, forget about it. Uh, so I think it's very interesting that the Attorney General is once again facing, uh, under oath, inquiries about his role. So we certainly know how Trump reacted to Comey's testimony. What will he say after Sessions is up there? There's been reports that uh, he had fallen out with Jeff Sessions, we'll have to remember, let's remind ourselves who he was, he was a Republican senator who was, in a sense, on the far fringe of that party. He was not, uh, not with any, anywhere near the mainstream, but he was the very first one to go for Donald Trump as candidate. And he's played a very important and behind-the-scenes role in the shaping of the administration, including appointments. But uh, apparently Donald, the president, is angry with him for recusing himself because he thinks the issue has nothing to do with the Russians involving uh, his team and, and perhaps the, the affecting the election, but uh, he should not have done that. What the attorney general should have been looking at all along, and the FBI, is leaks, because the place has been leaking like a sieve, some of it coming right out of the White House itself. So uh, there's strain between the two of them, and Jeff Sessions may be in some difficulty, but he's got a primary role in the cabinet to protect the president from lawsuits, essentially. So I think we'll have to see where all this goes. Uh, Before Comey testified, he released his statement and and gave everybody a heads up of where he's going. Will we see that from Sessions at all? I doubt it because there's hardly time. He just announced tomorrow tomorrow that he's going to appear tomorrow. Uh, So there's 
the 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 only thing we've had so far in writing is out of his department saying that, of course, the attorney general wants everything to be transparent and public, and that's why he wants a public, a, uh, rather than a private or closed hearing. The question remaining is, will there be time now, since this is announced basically overnight, to also book an extra closed hearing, that is, things that are classified information, uh, after he does his public hearing, which you know a lot of people will watch on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, what, uh, if you're Jeff Sessions, how are you feeling today, considering what Comey's gone through? He'd rather be golfing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think the fact that he's going before the Senate rather than the House uh, equivalent committees is making him more uncomfortable. Now, he's going before the Senate because that's where James Comey appeared. But the House uh, committee is apparently far more partisan. That is, the Republican chair has been far more, uh, let us say, allegedly cooperative with the Donald Trump administration. And therefore, he might have had a, a, a different kind of treatment. The committee he's going before has made a very great show of being very bipartisan, saying the chair and the co-chair, saying we're going to go wherever the evidence leads us. But we saw with the Comey administration, uh, exploration that still they divide gently along partisan lines with the Republicans saying, well, what about Loretta Lynch? And there wasn't a whole lot of collusion, was there, or cover-up or whatever. Uh, really, he only asked once, apparently, this is the uh, obstruction of justice charge, which is that's a, a potentially damaging, career-ending charge for the President of the United States if he's obstructing justice. And the Republicans made a very good case saying, well, really, you can't you can't show that there was a whole pattern of obstruction. It's just once that the President of the United States cleared the room, among others, of Jeff Sessions, who was sitting in the room at the time. And then um, we hear from James Comey that the President then said, could you go easy on, on, on General Flynn, who had just been uh, fired, and don't, don't investigate him. Now, the President has denied that. Mm-hmm. That's where the tapes come in, because if, without that, we've got he said, he said. So uh, are there tapes? Will we ever hear tapes? Will he ever clear this up? Um, Should he come out and say there are no tapes? I think I can't speak for the president. If there are no tapes, he would be wise to say so, because now these, those tapes are subject to subpoena mm-hmm. by this very committee and also by the special counsel. So if there are tapes then he'd better turn them over and without tampering, because, again, that's what brought down Richard Nixon. By introducing the word tapes, the whole Watergate scenario is just so... So why would he do that, Elliot? Why even... go? Like, and again, I'm, when I first heard this statement prior to Comey's testimony, you know, and Trump just... He just, he just off the top of his head, said, he better help, there aren't any tapes of this. Immediately, I thought, there are no tapes. He's got a record of using his cell phone to tape conversations without the knowledge of the person being taped. Mm. So it's not impossible. Do you think he'll accuse Comey of taping? Do do you think he'll accuse Comey of taping the conversation? who knows? (laughs) Uh, That's his only out now, Elliot. What else can he do? Well, there's no sign that there's actual tapes by either of them, yeah. uh, but one of the two parties has said, you know, there might be. So we'll have to see. Uh, the possibility of subpoena raises the bar significantly for random comments. <laughs> we'll have to see what comes out. 
Okay, uh, one final question. Sure. So, um, uh, after Comey's testimony, uh, great TV, very titillating, all the sort of stuff that you know people like the you know p- pundits love to talk about. But nothing will be done. I mean, he didn't really break any law at this point. He manages to play the gray area. Trump does quite well. So, will it be any different after Jeff Sessions? Not immediately after Jeff Sessions, unless there's a bombshell. That is, unless there's something justiciable, something that can raise. Let's keep in mind the special counsel only has one job, and that's to say, is there criminal behavior? Has a law been broken? We could go two years, and the answer would be one sentence. We have found nothing that rises to the level of the breaking of a law, you know, case dismissed. Or he could go on for pages and pages. But beyond that, there's the political arena where impeachment enters Congress. And at the moment, I think that's so far away that... Uh, one thing we should keep in mind is that we could have Donald Trump as president for eight years, seven and a half now. The American electorate chooses, not the press, and in this case, not the courts, unless something criminal is discovered. Elliot Tepper has been with us, Carleton University political science professor. Elliot, as always, thanks for the time. Uh, it's, it, it is a fascinating time. We appreciate it. <laughs> Certainly, Scott, any time. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.